every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down and talked about the five ways that social media jeffs you up. Today, we're almost at 400. For episode number 399, you picking my nose? <laughs> we are. For those of you not watching, Alan was picking my nose on the television, not my actual nose. On the avatar. Today, for episode number 399, we are going to talk about the difference between wanting the result and grinding through the process. So Kevin and I got really fired up. Was it last week? It was last week. It was Saturday. Saturday. Oh, we were in the studio all, all day. day Saturday. All day. My brutal. Yeah, that I had to take a nap when I went home. Straight Dude, up. It was brutal. Straight up. So just to provide some context, we basically redesigned our business model. Yes. And we had two sides of this big whiteboard in the studio. One side is our business model. Absolute fire. Then we went through every line item on the business model. Absolutely. And then wrote down everything that needs to get done by the Hyperconscious Podcast team in order to keep the train a-rolling and the positive impact happening. And so we did get pretty overwhelmed, but we also got heated a little bit because we realized that like a lot of the benefits that some people see on the surface of what Kevin and I are genuinely blessed to do, what they're not seeing is those 61 items that need to get done every week. And again, whether it's getting in shape... Tony Robbins says this. I love when he says this. He says, everybody wants to be in shape, but nobody wants to go to the gym. Everybody wants to be wealthy, but nobody wants financial mastery. Everybody wants the nice car, but not everybody wants to learn how to make and create wealth for themselves and others. And the thing is, is that the world marketing, it's designed in a way... I'll just say this, and then I'll, and then I'll pitch it over to you. Yeah, know, if I could talk at some point. Today, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. This is the thing, right? So, whether you're watching movies or television or reading books, the truth of the matter is, and this is just what I've come to really try to train myself. I write down an inspiring quote every single day when I do my reverse engineering regret journal, and the quote that I come to most often for myself is, "I want you to outfocus." anyone and everyone in private so that you can show up warm, loving, abundant, and service-driven in public. It is what we are doing in private that allows us to serve you in public. But the stuff that we're doing in private genuinely sometimes just sucks. Yeah. And you can't have one without the other. They're completely connected. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I used to be the guy who said it must be nice. Like, I would see somebody in a nice car and be like, oh, it must be nice. But the, the behind the scenes of what that actually takes, you will never know unless you're doing the same thing. Right. You kind of can't. And, like, we might be a little bit more intense on this episode than other ones because this is something we're very passionate about. Um, but, like, you guys don't know what we do on a day-to-day -day basis just like we don't know what goes on at your job, right? Like, 
And I, I say this, and again, none of this is for us to brag. I want this to be the episode where you think about like, do I really want what I think I want? Right. Or am I willing to do what it takes? Right. Like, like so Alan and I have both done bodybuilding shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people do not want what it takes to get sub 9% body fat, whatever it is. Like when you can see veins in your abs, yeah. when you can see veins everywhere, like Legs you can see are. every vein in my leg. Like most people don't want to do that. Trust me, I never want to do that again. It was brutal. Mm. It was brutal. But I think having a level of understanding that that takes a lot. And like people see the studio and they might say like, oh, it must be nice to have a studio. The only reason we have a studio is because we want to be way beyond this. Mm-hmm. This, isn't, this isn't where we're stopping. This is the first studio. We're going to have more of these, right? We're going to do different things. But at the end of the day, this is just a shiny result of the humans that we're trying to become, of the business that we're trying to build, of the various quote-unquote successes that we've had. It's, it's not what you think it is. It's, it's the journey. You're seeing the results of the journey, but if we decided just to have a podcast, we would still not have a nice camera. We wouldn't have the setup we have. We would just be okay with what is, right? Like the result we want is to have the best podcast ever. What is that going to take of us? Right. Not what will I, what will I get when I get there? No, no, no. Will I even get there? Because am I committed enough to do that? Is is it the work that I actually want to do? Do I understand the level that it would take to get to 400 episodes? Right. Because most people don't. And again, I, you guys don't want what we want. But remember, people probably don't understand what you're doing either. Right. At some level. I, I did fitness coaching for a long time, and I found this so fascinating. Um, I'll just use this example. During COVID, when gyms were closed, I have certain clients who are very, very in shape and into bodybuilding and some clients who are not what i found most interesting is that the person i'm thinking of the client that i'm thinking of that was as upset that the gyms closed as me was the most in shape out of every one of my clients what's what what people don't understand and i'll give a tiny tangible example that that i think will really drive this point home and this is a hardcore example but here's the truth i was at the lake um, Emilia's family has a lake house in Otis, Massachusetts, and well, give us the address. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's incredible, beautiful lake, just such an awesome Fourth of July weekend. Everybody's there, family. It's great. This is the first time I had been around a lot of people since the beginning of COVID, and it wasn't a lot of people. It was actually still pretty close knit, but it was a, it was a gathering of love and joy, and it was great. And that was the first gathering that I've had since the beginning of COVID. Understandably, right? Because things are finally starting to open up and such. Okay. I was very, very frustrated internally with my physique. And this is the most out of shape I had been in literally years. And what's very fascinating, and this is just a hard and true thing that I have not figured out how to fully explain yet, so bear with me. I genuinely, and I don't mean this in any negative way, was the most in shape out of everyone there by a significant margin. That's okay. That, it's not an ego thing. It is what it is. Okay. But I'm also the most upset about not having the gym open. Yeah. Not my inability to, to go to the gym was bothering me more than anyone else. What I find fascinating, it, it has nothing to do with the result. It has to do with the standard 
that I've set for myself. I am living so far below my standard at that moment. And everyone else might have been living sort of within their standard. Picture it like a thermostat. I don't care if it's your financial um, acumen or your intimate relationship or your physical fitness or your podcast and how many episodes you, you do a week. You have a thermostat. And the moment that you go below that temperature, all of a sudden the heaters kick on and you find a way. You find a way to get back to where you were at. And since the gym opened up, I've literally not missed a day. Granted, it's only been six days, but I won't miss a day. Why? Because I lived so far below my standard for so long, I legitimately cried on my way to the gym because I realized, and I was like, why am I crying right now? I was listening to music on my way to the gym and I started crying. And I'm like, I know why, because this has been bothering me for months. Of course I'm crying. And so I'm so happy that they were joyous tears. But for me, for everyone listening, what is your standard in each arena? And how much pain are you willing to give yourself when you don't hit that standard? Last example, and then I'll let, kick it to Kevin. Again, yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was unkind to Emilia at one moment during the 4th of July weekend. Very, very small, unkind moment. I gave myself massive pain after that and went, Alan, don't you dare ever be unkind again. And that's the thing. My standard for how I treat her is so high that my thermostat, I kick back on and figure out how to be kinder. Whereas maybe you're in an intimate relationship, my intimate relationships in the past, I, I was more kind to her in that moment than some of my, my less you know, ideal moments of the past relationships, but the difference is my standards changed. Where is your standard too low? And where are you wanting a result without understanding like what it actually takes? Everybody wants to be in shape, but do you want to go to the gym every single day and never miss? And that's what this episode's about. Yeah, and like I said, it's, it's probably a more hardcore side of us, but like this was a hardcore conversation of like a couple things. Will anybody ever know what we've actually done and what we've gone through to get where we're going. And I said, and Alan asked me that question. And I said, as long as we share along the way. And I, I think a lot of people don't do that. You see people when they're at the top of the mountain. And I've been saying this since the beginning. The most beautiful thing in my, or one of the most beautiful things in my opinion about this podcast is you guys are growing with us. Right. You can go back and listen a hundred episodes ago where we weren't as good as we are. Yeah. Right? We were in completely different scenarios. You can go back 300 episodes when I think I was single. I don't know. I don't remember what you were doing. But mm-hmm. we have lived our lives through this podcast. So as we grow, the podcast grows. And just to, to Alan's point, like, I, the, I, knew, I know, like some people I used to know were podcasters and it would be something along the lines of like, oh, that's, that's odd. Like, it must be nice to have like that kind of guest. Yeah, it, it is nice, but it's not nice doing six episodes in seven days. It's not nice, you know, working 17 hours and then sleeping for five and then getting up and doing it again. Like, there's some aspects of this that people don't see. And again, I'm blessed and I'm, I'm fulfilled and I'm so grateful that I get to do this. But it is not easy. Yeah, it it's is not. It, it's not easy being broke, not knowing how you're going to pay your bills. It's not easy. None of that is easy. I'm going to be real right now. I, I had a little bit of a breakdown last night. None of this has been easy. None of it. Nothing no. about this no. has been easy. If you saw, you know, Emilia and I, Kevin and Taryn celebrating out and about, you know. Which is rare. Right. <laughs> Not rare. only because of COVID, but like Just in, in general. general yeah. Like you would think we were the happiest people in the world. Oh my God, they're in shape. 
they're happy, they're fulfilled, they're passionate, they're completely connected, they're in love. You don't understand the tough conversations, the tough check-ins, yep. the consistency. Emilia and I had an hour and a half, no, two-hour check-in last night, where the feedback is not always easy to take, especially when Kevin and I worked all day Saturday. I worked a lot of Sunday. And you're going to see us super happy, connected, and in love, and that's true, and that's a very true part, but you're not seeing the other side. Life is yin and yang. You can't just see half of it and want half of it without the other half. Kevin and I, how many times have we had tough conversations where it was brutal? All the time. All countless. The time. I, I could not count. We, on Saturday, I think we were crying. Yeah. Like, that's just the way, it, that's the way it goes. And I think, and that's the thing, too. Like, I want that to show through. Right. Our goal in this episode is to show you what it really takes and what it's really taken for us to get here. Like, we still have a long-ass way to go. Oh, like, yeah. long way to go. But what we've done to get here has been, has been quite difficult. Like, you want an extraordinary relationship? Do you want the check-in where your girlfriend tells you, you know, she feels like you're not investing in the relationship? I'm not saying that's happened, but I did get a three out of ten one time with love and connection. That was my own damn fault. But do you, like, this is the other thing. I don't give a shit about the, the beach. Right. I'm not going to the gym so I can look good on the beach. I'm, if, if Taryn never wants to go to the beach again, I will never go to the beach again. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about the beach. That's right. not why I'm doing this. Some people, some people think it. Some people say it. Some people do it. Some people are it. Mm. We are it. And that's why we don't miss that's why we try to show up as the best versions of ourselves. That's why we're always adding things onto our plates. That's why we're disciplined. And again, we, I'm not always disciplined. Like, I'll play Call of Duty for a couple hours. I watch UFC on Saturday. But I just want you to understand, like, if you want something big out of life, which you most likely do if you're, if you're listening to this show, I want you to want that. I don't necessarily want you to want the junk that comes with it, but I do want you to understand that it's there, and there probably isn't a way around that. Mm -hmm. There just probably isn't. Like, if you want to start a business, there are going to be some hard times. Mm -hmm. If you want a successful relationship, there are going to be some unsuccessful times. If you want to get into better shape, it's going to be tough. If you, if you want to lose weight, you're probably going to have to diet. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. And the people who tell you it doesn't suck probably aren't losing weight. Mm -hmm. Realistically, right? Like, it's not as easy as people say it is. It mm -hmm. just isn't. Because if they told you how hard it was, you'd never buy from them. I'm not trying to sell you anything right now. If anything, I'm trying to sell you the truth. And I'm, I'm not trying to sell. I'm trying to give it to you for free. Hmm. And that's the difficult thing is like most people don't tell you about this stuff. They don't. And Alan and I have always shared that. Like crying in Florida, crying in California, crying everywhere we go because we're always crying. <laughs> um, it's, this has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Same. Same. Like, by far, bar none, the most difficult thing I've ever done in my entire life, but it's also the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. And that's why we keep doing it, because we love this. Those two go hand in hand. I think so. I think that self-esteem comes from doing the hard and necessary things. Your your soul wants to grow. Your soul wants to expand. What are some good examples I of, have, of that this kind of thing? Um, so I had an analogy that I Let's think is Let's do it. Fire. Analogy to life. So... Um, I think a great example of this, and a lot I keep, of pressure on you right now. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. We're we're used to that. No, <laughs> expert tip. No, I'm kidding. So I did a triathlon, and this is the best analogy I could come up with because I'm trying to think like how could I explain this in a way that would be tangible. When I crossed that finish line, I felt incredible. It felt awesome, and you know the pictures of us, you know, shout out to Emily and Tom, like of us. 
on the podium. We we didn't actually win, but we took a picture on the podium just as for funsies. funsies. And and the picture of me like crossing the finish line, like that's all fun and cool. But I had a near panic attack at two a.m. on a an air mattress after I worked a long week. Like, holy shit, am I going to do a triathlon tomorrow? I haven't even trained for this thing. You get in the water, and you're swimming towards this point, right? And I, I don't swim regularly. This isn't, like, normal for me. And I'm getting kicked in the face because people go out, and you're trying to pass people. People are passing you. And you're getting kicked in the face. Your goggles are all over the place. You're in a murky lake, you, you, you know, you don't know if they're snapping turtles <laughs> and you can't see and you're like out of breath and it's this whole thing, right? Then you get out of the water and your whole body feels like jello and you have to walk up these slippery steps and run to your bike and then you have to get on a bike and, and bike 14 miles as fast as you can. It's brutal, okay? And th- there's hills. It's a whole thing. There's Not potholes. You've never biked. Not in, for me. For a, yeah, right. Okay. Then worst part, hands down worst part, ready? You get off the bike, and you run a 5K, which is 3.1 miles. And you're getting passed by people half your size who don't even look in shape. What's the difference? They've conditioned for this. They've actually trained, Alan. But it's the worst. You, you feel like you're running with bricks on your feet, literally. It's the worst. When you get off a bike of 14 miles as fast as you could, and then you start to run, I'm like in so much pain. Here's the kicker of the story. I'm running up this hill. And there's this dude who's trying to talk to me while he's running. And it's like, listen, man, like, I know you're in better shape. I'm not. I'm going to probably punch you if you don't stop talking to me right now. Of course, I didn't. We ended up being buddies. But the point is this. We're coming up this hill, and the sun hits me. And I'm up this hill. It's in this development. It goes right. And this hill is just brutal. And I reach this point where I'm like, this is the worst. This is the worst idea ever. This sucks. Nothing about this is good. This is the point. This is the moment of truth, okay? And this is a good analogy for business, for intimate relationships, for life. If you want to be successful, this is the moment. You either quit. I thought about it. I thought about like, this. nothing good is about this. I'm not a triathlete. This sucks. This is not what I signed up for. And I could have stopped and said, you know what? This isn't for me. Throw in the towel. Instead, I just kept pushing through that wall. They call it the wall. I hit the wall and it was that moment where you got to figure out what you're really made of. And I pushed through it. And then I ended up actually sprinting to the finish because once you get through that wall, you get this whole new, I actually just got chills telling a story. You get this whole new burst of energy. I got my times. My times were apparently fire. I've never done a triathlon in my life and I almost beat Tom. And that's nothing against Tom, but like Tom does these regularly. He did five in five weeks right before that, right? So you think you want to do a triathlon because it sounds really cool. It's the worst, It sucks. Nothing about that moment was fun. That's what business is like. That's what a successful marriage is like. That's what having kids is probably like. That's what this has been like. It is awesome. It is fulfilling. Challenge does help you grow, but do not pretend it's easy. It's not. It never has been, and it never will be. And anyone who tells you it is is just wrong, and they're about to have a humbling moment very soon. Or they're not doing the inner work. Like, that's the one of the things I found out for my clients. Like, if you have a business, you're going to have to dig into yourself because at the beginning of a business, you are the business. And any insecurities you have, your business has. Right? So if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur and you don't if if you lack confidence, your business lacks confidence. It doesn't matter how good your product is, your service is, if you're afraid to sell, you're afraid to sell your business. So that's inner work. 
you got to dig into like, oh, why am I afraid to sell? Oh, why am I an obliger? Oh, why do I people please? Oh, I have to go back to this. Oh, my parents did this. This is the way I was raised. Like, there's a different level of pain of internal stuff that comes when you're focused on learning, growing, evolving, and becoming the best version of yourself. And the other thing, too, is like, it's okay. If you come to me and say, I want to do, do this, cool, this is what it's going to take. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't want to sign up for all that. Cool. You just saved yourself a lot of time. Now, do I think you should try it anyway? Yeah, because you might fall in love with the process and understand the level of fulfillment you're going to get is well worth it. But I always tell people, people come to me and say, hey, how long is it going to take before I make money in my podcast? Couldn't tell you. You may never make money in your podcast. I couldn't tell you. Right. you 20 episodes, you 30 episodes, yeah. I couldn't tell you. If you are coming to me because you want to start a podcast to make money, Go do something else, unless right. you love podcasting. I just tell people that, because I have experienced the pain. And if I didn't love this, I would have quit 398 episodes ago. Uh, to drive this point home, the last thing we'll do, I want to ask you, Kev. Oh, sure. Can you please name for me oh, boy. five very common goals that people think they want? Yeah. And then I'm going to give the listeners the truth of what that I think that will actually require of them. And I want everyone listening or watching to realize you don't ever get this thing without the process of this thing. So go ahead. And the pref- again, just because we're saying it's difficult doesn't mean you can't do it. We would just rather you have our level of awareness. That's right. all. Um, get abs. Okay. So everybody wants a six-pack. Do they want to quit drinking alcohol? Do they want to be in the gym instead of partying? Do they want the 5 a.m. workouts? Do they want to track their calories? Do they want to get the right amount of sleep? Do they want to foam roll every day? Do they want to weight train? Do they want to do curls and ab workouts regularly? So wanting abs sounds fun. I cannot even tell you guys how many times I've been in the gym when all my friends were out having fun. It's it's. So many times. All the times. All the times. Okay, next. Um, be financially free. we got three minutes. Okay. Financially free means that you can exist with your lifestyle without working another day in your life. Do you want to look at your finances every single day? I have a financial spreadsheet. Do you want to take finance courses? Do you want to do a behavioral analysis of your spending and your saving every single day? Do you want to not go on vacation now to not buy that nice car now, to not buy that nice home now, so that eventually you can be financially free. 400 episodes. 400 episodes. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to almost miss a plane while editing an episode because Anthony Trucks' internet wasn't working and when you're in the airport? Do you want to wake up at 6 a.m., get your stuff together on a Sunday so that you can drive two hours to make sure that you have Lauren Tickner on at 11 a.m. Do you want to have the tough conversations with your business partner whenever you guys feel off on certain episodes? Do you want to ask your business partner, hey, is there any constructive feedback for me you know, that you think I could do better? And then them tell you, you interrupted the guest too much. Do you want to come up with the show notes and post on social media every single day? And do you want to constantly be under pressure. If, if Kevin and I want to take a vacation, we better have Wi-Fi. Do you want to not take a vacation? Have you taken, how many vacations have you taken in the last three and a half years since we started the show? I don't know, two, maybe two. I've taken zero. Zero. 
I went to Vermont. Well, what's one vacation time. considered? Right. I went to Vermont one time You're for at the a weekend. Lake, lake a week ago. An hour and a uh, day and a half. Only a day and a half. That's a vacation. But so. Most people consider vacation like a week. Oh yeah. I okay. Don't do that. No. In the last three and a half years, how many weeks off have you taken? Uh, I don't. None. None. Okay. Yeah. That's what I should have asked. No. No. I've also taken no weeks off. That's what I should have said. Okay. I'm trying to Jeff the kid. Next one. Um, successful relationship or best relationship you've ever had. Okay. Do you want to look at the junk inside of you from your past? like the fact that you have a temper? Do you want to ask your close friends about whether or not they've ever raised their voice with their girlfriends and have them tell you maybe once or twice, and then you realize, oh my God, I grew up around a lot of raised voices and that my Richter scale of a three is someone else's 10. Do you want to read personal development books on the five love languages and on you know, manifestation and on intimate relationships? Do you want to take seminars where you learn the six human needs and TED Talks and then do a check-in that's designed with the six human needs plus sex? Do you want to take a book on how to become more competent in the sexual arena to make sure that you have passion? Do you want to understand the masculine and feminine energies so that you can understand what's happening and when things are off? Do you want to have the tough conversations when you notice a disconnect with your partner and ask them the following question? What about me, my character, or my goals and ambitions feels incongruent with your highest self? Do you want to sit in that and have them tell you, you know, what does feel incongruent so that you can work on it together? That, that's what I would say. And, and by the way, this isn't even close to all of it. It's interesting. And I don't want you guys to think we don't want you to do this, <laughs> but not many people are going to tell you this. We just did an episode on social media. Like, most people don't, you don't see this on social, even on mine. If you go on my social media, it's all sunshine and rainbows, mm. right? When we're on here, we'll tell you about what's really going on because you guys listen to us and I think we understand we have a different relationship with you guys. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. That's the takeaway. If you're willing, if you are it, everybody wants it, but some people are it. If you are it, if you're willing to wake up and go to the gym before work or go to the gym after work, if you're willing to have the tough conversations, if you're willing to make a fool of yourself on your first 25 podcasts, to maybe bomb your first speech, to get rejected by that person, to you know feel insecure. like This is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my entire life. We're going to do an episode on fulfillment uh, next Monday. But it is the most, it's the most amazing thing ever. We just want to make sure that you guys aren't just looking at the results of the studio, of the speeches, of the coaching, of the website, of the team, of whatever. You're actually seeing what's behind the scenes because we would be doing you a disservice if we didn't tell you the truth. Do you have a 10 second blip? Uh, no. Nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> heavy up, heavy come episode. Up, come up with one? Sometimes the truth is heavy. Sometimes the truth is heavy. We got to go though. We got to run. Yeah, quickly. Like, like we got a minute maybe. minute. Okay. Let's, let's plug then. The 10 second blip is like, stop wanting it to be easy. If you want an extraordinary life, it's going to require extraordinary effort. Perfect, period. David Meltzer always says this, find somebody who has paid the dummy tax. If you are looking to start a podcast, I have already paid the dummy tax 400 times. Oh yeah. I can help you grow your show. I can help you monetize your show. I can help you with the technical aspect since I've edited every single one of these episodes and we have all the equipment right here. So I am doing free 30-minute consultations. DM me at NeverQuitKid or you can find our emails at thehyperconsciouspodcast.com. Also join us every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Masterminds on Manifestation, on pulling back the curtain on what it really takes to be successful. We have a featured guest every month, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Monday. We are about to do week 14. We will not stop this train. We love you guys. We have to tell you the truth. And no matter what, you can accomplish it as long as you're willing to grind for it. Fire.
Bye. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.